At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick with you this morning. We've got a lot to discuss. Earnings uh, overnight, uh, Roku, Applied Materials. Uh, I want to get to uh, APPN. We got uh, Uber losing a key lawsuit in the UK down in the pre-market. IBM may spin off a unit into a SPAC, maybe. I'm not quite sure. Um Ark Invest bought a ton of Palantir yesterday, so we're going to talk about Palantir this morning as well. Uh, two guests on our radar. First up, it is Friday. That means Marcus Hyde-Carter will join us. He is the founder of Rockwell Trading, and uh, Jason Rasnick will be on after that at around 8.45. Today's show is also sponsored by Rockwell Trading. Trade what you see, not what you think. Learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. Put the link up on the screen. There it is. Let's bring Joel on now and his charts. Joel, how are we doing this morning? We're doing good. We're doing good. We had quite the turnaround overnight. Uh, had a dip off that close. Got the 38.90 and a quarter. And then turned it around. Went from being uh, 20 handles in the green to almost 20 or 20 in the red to 20 in the green so here on this options expiration friday there's a lot of jockeying for position uh we'll see what this balances uh push us in one way or another uh one number one number only someone asked me on twitter is 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 the top in and i'm gonna say no and uh, closing above 39.31 would give me a double no. Uh, current high 28.75. Uh, crude down a buck 59.46. Uh, buck 07. That's just peeling off. Saudis are going to be pumping out some more. Gold and silver going opposite directions. Gold down a buck 70 at 17.73.20. Silver up 13 cents. Let's call it 27.20. Bitcoin, another quiet day here. Uh, running into problems a little bit in the 53,000 handle. We've got a couple highs right there, right around 53,000. But you know what? We're bid up at that area. So you know what that means. Getting ready to rev the jets and uh, make a new high in Bitcoin. So Triple D, when you, when you have the screens, you turn them off at 8 o'clock. Yeah. And we're looking kind of red. Yeah. And then you wake up at, I don't know, you didn't get up at 4 today, did you? Yeah, I'm up all night. I just wake up because I got to go to the bathroom and then I got to put a log in the fire because I'm staying at my cottage right now because we know I sold my house and I'm waiting for my other house to build. So 
You that's one you, of those, uh, I'm heating, yeah, this house, the whole basement's heated by wood stoves. So I got to get up in the middle of the night and throw logs in the fire. It's fun when you're at your cottage in the winter. I've never stayed at my cottage in the winter before, but kind of feel like a woodsman. What about <laughs> upstairs? You got it's got a, up- just nat- it's, uh, got a natural gas fireplace, so that helps a bit. So upstairs wow. takes care of itself. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're hardcore here. Wood. Heating with wood. <laughs> Chopping wood. <laughs> the axe. <laughs> What's better, actually, but... <laughs> oh, my Lord. All out. right. Oh, yeah. Well, anyways, um, getting to my question, I mean, hopefully you went, you know, I know you're always hedged, uh, but... You Unfortunately, know, we... yes, I am hedged. I wish I was just long. You should just be net long all the time. But you know what? I've been going, and like I said, I've been biased to be net long here for the last, like, month because it's like we're up every day. Well, the last couple of days I've been getting burned doing that. So what do I do last night? I hedge. And what do I do wrong? Hedge. Because if you were just flat out long, you know, naked buying the dip, you'd be like laughing here this morning because all the losses from after hours last night turned to gains. You had a bunch of stocks trading deeply in the red last night, like Riot and Mara. They're all way up here this morning. So it's just like last night after hours didn't happen. So and everybody else said, you know, just ignored after hours last night. It's doing well here this morning. If you were buying after hours last night, you're doing very well here this morning because everything, again, is ripping back higher. Buy the dip wins again. All Who'd right. have thunk do, it? Who'd have thunk do we it? Wanna get, do we want to get Kathy out of the way? Yeah, let's get her out of the way right off the hop. Spencer, okay. this is your cue. All right. Nope. Let me pull up the uh, ARK Invest email right now. Biggest takeaway from yesterday, uh, actually, for those of you keeping track of the time, it came in my inbox at 629 p.m. Eastern Time. Because we were yelling at her for it. Right. We're, well, not we. What is this? Me. We. Just y- me. You. I was complaining. <laughs> All right. Uh, yesterday, uh, 5.2 million shares of Palantir were added to the ARKK fund. Mm-hmm. That represents uh, half of 1% of the entire fund. Uh-huh. Uh, what else do we have? We had, she was buying Experience Investment Corp, EXPC. She added that to ARKQ. Yeah. At 175,000 shares of that, um, added. I'm sorry, no, you don't care about the sales, so let's 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 skip that. Added 100, <laughs> added 186,000 shares of Abby, which we know she's been buying to the ARKG fund. Yeah, that's not new. Well, none of these are really new. None of them are new. Um, MASS was the first time I saw that one. Have you seen her buy MASS before? No, that was that was a newer one. No, I, I don't know. But again, that, she six thousand shares. It's not like yeah, but it's a new name. They don't look at the number; they look at the name. This thing actually is trading up. It's bid sixty-seven right now, which would put it up three bucks, which would put it up five percent. Best offers up at sixty-nine ninety-eight. It's had some odd lots trading over seventy here this morning. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go that high. But I mean, this is a, the this is the insanity of this market it has a bad day yesterday and the stock's trying to get all of its losses back because kathy bought a few shares on the dip i mean this is just the insanity of this market i would be selling this if i owned it into this because yesterday was an ugly uh sell-off in the stock and if it gets anywhere near 70 today we do have options expiration as well i think it's a good short so again this is just for trading just for day trading just my opinion as well but i would be selling into this pop if i own the stock uh, also, this one gave a, a nice setup yesterday. Maybe Kathy's listening to the show because I was talking we're talking about 25 since the beginning of the week. And you got a dip under 25 to lo- right in the area of these lows. And 
bounced around. So same area. I think you get back near that area. You probably find buyers ahead of it just because it had, I don't know if it's going to, well, 2672 to go red. Uh, now the question is, you know, is this going to be the low for the move? Is it going to be protected 2450? Is it only going to give you one shot before it go, goes back up? And who knows? Let's see. See if you get like some 2520 lows or 2560 lows. or But you got a number you can lean on now. It's just, it's just one low. So it's, I, I'd like to see at least a couple of other in that area. But that's it, man. Now, the other ones didn't – I didn't look at the EXPC. I don't think I've ever heard that, of that stuff. No, that she it's, buys that every day. Yeah. I, so wait, it's I, up a bit, I didn't finish going through. There was a couple more that it, uh, IRDM – She's been buying or Iridium buying Communications. Yeah, she added that to ARKK, added more of that to ARKK. Uh, Palantir was the big one, like I said. She bought five. It's not every day she buys over a million shares. Uh, no, that's a big buy. So she bought 5.2 million shares of Palantir on the dip. She liked um, her 25 level, Joel. How about real quick, we'll throw one in here because I know this, this stock has been uh, giving some people a hard time. Clover Health, not looking healthy. Uh, since that yeah. short report, mm. uh, what are we doing? We got anything going on today? Up 11 cents. I mean, what I could say is got a couple lows in this area, 10.56. And well, you got the 10 because it was a SPAC. Yeah. So that, cool. But remember, it's no longer a SPAC. So your 10 floor isn't there anymore. And that's what I've warned about SPACs before. When pre-deal, they seem to have a floor at 10 because if they don't get a deal after two years, you get your money back. Once it got a deal, then that's off the table. So you think you got support at ten, and maybe technically you do, but you don't have that SPAC, like you know that you know floor that oh this is pre-deal. This is not pre-deal anymore. So just keep that in mind. I mean, also keep in mind, I sold the stock after it popped up, um, which was actually one of the few good sales that I've made because all of your sales are always bad because the stocks keep going higher. Uh, but Here's a story. Sto- it's everybody's caught in this. I mean, it's like RKT. Everybody's caught in them. When they stay down and they don't rally with the overall market, it's tough. It needs a catalyst. And you know, we obviously had who's the social media guy that runs this one that ran the IPOC and the IPOD um, and the IPOE. Crazy outspoken person. What's his name? How do you say it? Chamath. It's Chamath Polyhapatia. Chamath. Chamath was talking the stock, talking Clover Health up about a week and a half ago, and that's when you saw the 11 of the 13. There's another selling opportunity. So, I mean, he, he can't seem to get the thing kick-started either. So, I don't know what turns it around. Same thing with RKT. Is there some value here? Who knows? Nobody cares about value. They care about momentum. This market is built on momentum. And when the momentum breaks, the stocks stay in the gutter for a long time. RKT has no momentum. It had a little momentum from the short squeeze, and that was a selling opportunity. CLOV has no momentum. Is it going to have support at 10? It might. There's technical support there. But again, you're not buying momentum here. So what has been working is the stocks that are going up from the bottom left of your chart to the top right of your chart. Once they break trend, they sometimes break trend for a while. So one concerning thing with the overall market is a lot of stocks have been breaking trend. So a lot of Momo names have been breaking trend. There's still a lot of them holding on, but I mean, if you're a momentum player, you're not you're not in the stock, and that's why now it's all of a sudden okay. Oh yeah, it's a value play, but you know, value investors, you know, look at this, and you know, there's probably I I, I haven't looked at the fundamentals of it, so I can't even comment on it, but I would imagine it's you know it's a newer company, so there's probably not a lot of earnings to look at here yet. 
Uh, with the uh, the uh, Rocket in the UWMC, are you are you pairing them or just shorting both? Huh? That are you pairing UWMC? Okay. United Mortgage Holdings. Yeah, no, I don't even trade UWMC. Eight dollar stock. Yeah, no, I I don't follow UWMC at all. Sorry. Well, I'm, it, well, you should if, when you think a Rocket, you should. That's They're a good the, call. The charts kind of look the same, so maybe i got to do some research and add that to my pairs universe. I'll write it down, but I've never tr- traded those two together. They're, they're you you big found a relationship well, that I didn't realize, Joel. It's the same business. There is one. It, yeah, it, well, both, the chart looks like it, too, so I just wrote it down. And it was a SPAC, and it was got the pop, yeah. and it's also it's a newer issue. I don't follow it, but I need to... Okay. You know, I just wanted to bring it to your attention. No, for sure. Thank you. And I appreciate that as well. So UWMC, I mean, that's an ugly chart too. So Rocket, UWMC, they do look like they're trading together. I don't know. Rocket has been down here at this $20 level for so long. We get Raz's thoughts on it. I mean, he's still long it. Um, there's, you know, I thought there was value in this for a long time too. I stayed in this for six months. It got the ridiculous pop on the short squeeze when we were squeezing everything at Wall Street Bats. And I was like, okay, well, this is my chance. And I sold it at 23 and 24 uh, into that short squeeze. And it actually went to over 25 like a couple days later, so I didn't get the top. But then sleeked out again. I mean, the short squeeze trade died, died off at least, you know, short term in all these stocks. So, you know, it's a victim of that as well. And you have new bag holders in there too, people who are coming in and saying, oh, this is a squeeze play. This thing's going to 30. And they bought it at 23, 24, 25. Well, they're all caught now too. So, so many people caught long this makes it difficult. I mean, this is why we love stocks making new all-time highs because there's no overhead supply. There's no Everyone's pain. happy. Yeah, everyone's happy. So there's no sellers. Every time Rocket comes back a little bit, the person that bought it 21 two days ago is like, please give me my money back. <laughs> the person that bought it 2050, please give me my money back. Because that's the mentality of the market. They don't want to take losses. That's, you know, it's just loss aversion. It's right back to behavioral finance that you took in your, you know, in your, uh, well, if you did your CFA, but if you took it in your finance, you know, third level course, it's behavioral finance. There's a whole course on this and it works. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Loss aversion. Investors do not want to take losses. That Look is at, why I, most investors lose or most, you know, and the market's going up, you know, it helps. But in the long run, traders that don't take losses end up with bigger losses and end up eventually with a portfolio of losers. We've talked about this before. In a bull market, you don't see this. But if you're unwilling to take a loss, eventually, in normal markets, your portfolio will be full of losers. Uh, a new listener, I believe, tracked the unknown. Let us know how long you've been listening to the show and how you found us. He brought up uh, Lone Depot as an, uh, a new listing. And uh, that, you know, so there's competition. And I've, I've What's the symbol on that? L-D-I. Oh, you guys are giving me all new stocks here today. I've and, never uh, even brought this stock up before. Oh, no wonder. It's five days old. <laughs> right, I know. I'm just it's maybe five days just old. perceiving competition uh, uh, yeah. you know, for Rocket. And I, I saw their commercials, and they're good. They're good commercials. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of it's, – it's interesting that you don't have any mortgage companies or big mortgage companies come in public – and then they all three come public within, what, six months or a year? It's interesting. They want to cash out, I guess. But uh, we'll keep an eye on all these three and see what the relationships are. Uh, we're, we're hanging Going out. Going back to Palantir, I just had some thoughts here. Sure. 
it was it and it is a ridiculous pop this morning in my opinion there's a lot of bag holders still stuck in this i know the 25 level we talked about we bounced there that is nice support um it coming in shorting a 2685 it's top we do have an options expiration here as well but we do have precedence here too she bought a million and a half shares two days ago stock went from 28 to 30 and they completely sold it so do they sell the pltr pop again i tend to think so but because you're at such a key support level that it bounced off of i may be you know i i, I part of me wants to just come here and short it the locate was actually tough last night i thought about it uh, but I haven't yet. So I'm just sitting here looking, but it's a nice bounce. You know, you're getting a 6.75% Kathy bounce here this morning. That's a gift. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so you are above the top of yesterday's range. So if, you, if you're chasing it and you're buying it, you, you know, you, might, you may see that 26.31 in a heartbeat. It spiked over 27.50, but... Uh, what I'll say, I t- I'm like somebody's telling me right now, like a little birdie in my head said, you know, see what happens at the two day close at twenty seven oh eight. Like, I if if I was like if I had this and I did the Kathy buy or I had this, I'd be saying, man, can this get over that close from uh from Wednesday? Can this get to the pre market high? The pre market high came in at twenty seven sixty seven. Can it get through there? Can it get to twenty eight? That's what I'd be looking for. And then if it didn't. You know, if it goes like to 2710 and then comes back down through the open, then I'd say, you know, the party's over and I'd look for the closing price of 2631. So 27, yeah. 27, 27 and a half area. Yeah, there, there you go. And I think that might be a good selling area too. Um, one thing to consider is that this is not surprising that she bought, you know, a lot of st- It's maybe the size of her buy is surprising because she bought a lot of stock. But she bought Palantir on the dip the other day. It was very anticipated that she was probably going to buy the dip again. And so you have a lot of traders who are actually buying that ahead of that. I mean, I had multiple people in my feet. Is Kathy going to buy it? So a lot of people were anticipating that. If you're buying it here this morning up 7%, you're buying it from the people who were anticipating that she was going to buy it. So just be careful chasing it up 7% this morning. You love Palantir. We like the 25 level. We talked about it. It was probably the buy yesterday. Um, do you get another shot back there? I tend to think so. So I don't think you have to hurry in here and chase it up 7%. If you, if you miss it, you miss it. You know, I, I'm, I don't lose money on the trades I miss. I lose money, you know, on the trades that I buy and they go down. So just be careful chasing something up 7% because Kathy's bought it. Someone's saying also she might've been short, but I don't, I she don't short stocks. Yeah. She I've never short. seen her. She doesn't have any shorts. Does she Spencer? Spencer's I don't know if I've never seen a short. Uh, no, well, why would short stocks? Why wouldn't ETF? Why would you have a long ETF that's shorted? Yeah, that doesn't so doesn't I'm just stocks. asking because someone said that. No. And I throw no. that in there. She short uh, no, this is sort of a random ticker here, and I know I've seen it over the last couple days. Uh, Unity Software. Kathy uh, was boy. buying this one too. Um, oh, for really? a while. Not, she not stopped buying it. But... Yeah, she stopped buying it now. She was buying this stock. I don't know. This is broken trend. This is, you know, what's concerning is a lot of these momentum names, Spencer, you know, your thoughts here too. A lot of these momentum names have broken trend and they've broken them substantially. I mean, we're being held up here still by rotation, you know, just as yesterday, there was some of these Momo names getting hit, you know, and it was a little bit of an ugly day, but Amazon had a good day. So you can see that Amazon is now moving opposite to the Momo names. You know, Apple had a little bit of a rough day, but it came back by the end of the day. 
So it's very interesting that you all of a sudden have a negative correlation between Amazon and all of these other smaller Momo names. So keep that in mind. I mean, SunPower, you know, I, I've still got a small piece of it, but like I said, I, I, I sold the majority of my position at 53, um, which I wish I would have sold it all. It's 30, it got to the 36 bucks yesterday. I mean, you have a lot of trades that have been working, working, working that some of them have all of a sudden stopped working. Not all of them, but some of them, which makes me think if you're hiding out in some momentum name and it's been going up and going up and going up, maybe it's time to lighten up here a little bit because you are seeing some rotation back into a little bit of the mega cap, at least the last couple of days in value tech. And what else concerns me is I saw a headline on CNBC and they were talking about the weakness in mega cap. So when they start highlighting something we were talking about two weeks ago, um, it's usually the sign that, that you know, maybe that trade's going to reverse. So because they're usually the last people to tell you about it. Uh, I mean, this is still going down. Uh, a lot of red days. I mean, the port, I can't see where it's coming up, but like 100, 170. This 100, I liked it. If you want to buy it on strength, let it get back up here, you know, 135, 136, yeah. and maybe hold that. If you want to buy it on strength, if you're just looking, I, I see it up today. This is a tough one. It's up on a couple thousand. Wow, fifty-six thousand shares. That's that's pretty. Somebody's good. selling the boat at twenty twenty-one forty-five in the pre-market. One twenty-one forty-five. Seventy-seven thousand shares offered on edge right now. They're showing that's it. That's a huge. What's that? Wow, they're they're showing it. Yeah, they're showing it. Seventy-seven thousand shares is lit right there. Twenty-one forty-five. Somebody wants out. That's a huge order. I mean, for this stock, that's an enormous order. You think about the entire pre-market in 57,000 shares. It's 77,000 share order. It could take it out. You know, you get to the regular session, it can do anything. But just keep that in mind. Somebody's somebody, big fish there, selling stock. Yeah, maybe they scooped it up yesterday. You know, uh, made the new low for the move, 1497, 1837 close. Maybe you know they're just maybe they're just you know a nice scalp, or maybe they've been buying it over the last two days and trying to get out at that two day close of 121.50. So I would keep an eye on that. It's uh, I don't know if you if you're taking a shot here, you think hey this is the low, uh, 114.57. That's what you got to really risk down to. If you want to try and get it on the cheap today, maybe at the close, eighteen thirty-seven, and then risk down to the low. Uh, but that's an interesting order thing. Thanks for pointing that out, Triple D. That Do is a, a big order. Do we have a guest right now? I thought we had a guest at eight fifteen. Did we go over him? No, eight thirty in the background. What time? Is, where is Spencer? I, I, I was talking to myself. Uh, we have a guest at, at Marcus is on at eight thirty. We could bring him on a couple minutes early if you'd like. No, but... no, it's fine. I just didn't want to talk over Marcus. I knew Marcus was coming. So yeah, actually, okay. Mar Marcus made a great, great, great trade uh, that he doesn't realize he made that I'm going to tell him about at eight thirty. Oh. But um, uh, wait. So on on the subject of of Momo, yeah. um, and this is like the catch twenty two, right? Yep. Is it's all fun and games when you're going up, you oh, yeah. know, 100% in, in in a week or two, right, yeah, or yeah. or less. But it's not so fun on the back end of that hill. Um, no, I mean, hot, look at so, ca so cannabis is a great example, right? Tilray, someone in the chat just brought up brought up cannabis stocks. Tilray, right? They're, they're all broke. They broke. Yeah. So you got to get so again, and this I have this written down. It's the Harlan Pine saying, "Sell your peanuts <laughs> while the circus is in town." When your stock starts going up 100% a day. The, it, the, the, they're doing everything. The elephants are standing up on two legs. I mean, this is the time to <laughs> ring the register. Tilray, 30 to 62 in three days. That's insanity. Anybody who bought it up there is all just mesmerized by the, the, by the act, the circus act. 
But you know what? It ends. And it and, and, and these stocks usually come back down to earth. So gift, complete gift. Um, take the gifts and run. I mean, there's so many stocks that were just giving out money. The problem is people think 60, oh, it's going to 100 in the greed sets, and now it's back at 27. And the person who saw it at 60 says, well, I can't sell it now. It was at 60. And then you look at it six months later, and it's at 15, and you're like, oh, you know, well, I can't sell it now. It's going to eventually come back to 60. You know what? The potholders were rewarded because, uh, you know, they all came back five years later after, you know, being dead money for basically, you know, three, four years, you know, since they were, we had the, the pot frenzy back in like 2017. Um, and a lot of them came back a lot. You know, Tilray didn't get back to its 300 from 2018. Sorry, I'm not wrong with the year. But it came back a lot. I mean, Afria made new all-time highs. It's unbelievable. Those are unbelievable moves. You got to take those, take the money and run, run, run. <laughs> and and GameStop, I, I just want, run. And I, I, beyond, I, I, run. I just want to say, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, but you can't like when you say when people talk about cannabis stocks. There's a big difference between the Canadians and the U.S. ones, right? There's a big difference. The Canadian stocks are the ones that are all got all ro- rolled over, right? Tilray, yeah. all the ones Dennis just mentioned, Afria, Aurora, yeah. Tilray, Kronos. Canopy growth. Yeah. The U.S. ones that trade on OTC markets are the, the ones that I am long have not rolled over, have been in an uptrend this entire time. But they didn't this go is... parabolic. No, that no the and that's the difference. Right. They did not go parabolic. Yeah. When they right. go parabolic, what we mean is, you know, you got trend, 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 boom. That's the upside capitulation. That's the event that tops stocks out so often. You see a stock going up, 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 and then boom. It's just like even the old days when we were day trading, Joel. You see the stock trending up because you got a buyer, and then boom, boom. You know, you the institution, you know, gaps up, and the institution says, I can't take it anymore. I just have to buy the stock. And Sold. that's the top. Sold to you. Those are what we were looking for. You know, that's what gaps were running for when we were used to run gap filters and stuff, or we used to run, you know, for block trades. We were looking for the big boom, the upside capitulation. Well, that works too in the overall market on a, spec, on a, on a swing trading perspective as well. Going up, 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 and boom, you get the upside capitulation. That's your key. That's when the final act is there. That's when you sell your stock. Harlan has, has to be the most mentioned person He's that we awesome. never get on the show. I got to get him on. He never Harlan. responds to our email. He never. Harlan. <laughs> he gonna... never responds to my email. Oh, he's okay. Who pissed Harlan off? Did someone piss Harlan off? It's probably me. I, I'm so outside. No, no, no so nobody so pissed him off. <laughs> nobody pissed him off. Uh, we the love only, you, Harlan. He, only, doesn't respond. he might less be listening. He doesn't respond the to only p- No, two people I pissed off. One was um, some uh, HFT guy. He was a professor. And we had this is pre Spencer, oh, and uh, he we were talking that? about HFT and everything, and we're going on and on and on, and it was coming up to the open, and he was just we were kind of going back and forth, and I said, I go, have you ever traded a stock? And he said, no, and I go, boom, interview's over, <laughs> and then I ended the interview, and then he they called they called Jason they called uh, Joe Young, and I got and oh, I I, I don't think I had to apologize. And then the other guy uh, was Herb Greenberg. Well, you should have a poor. Well, Herb Greenberg was. Oh, we love Herb Greenberg, though. That was yeah. We we did have. That was was your fault. fault. That was Joel's fault. No, that was Dylan's fault. That was my fault. That was my fault. It was was Spencer's fault. fault. That was my fault. Yeah. Yeah, we love you, Herb. We do love Herb Greenberg. (laughs) He's actually a great guy. We said his company's name wrong. Which wasn't yeah. a good thing to do. No, that was my fault. And that was other... our fault. That was totally on us. We actually, Jason punished us for that. He, we, we didn't do the show for a couple of days for that. He's like, yeah. you got to say people's names right. Jason was so, Herb, we apologize to you. We did say your company's name right. Herb it was a new company. Called him, 
Herb called him right away. Yeah. Called Jason oh, yeah. We right got away. major trouble for that. Yeah. <laughs> we what almost was, all got fired for that. <laughs> was it Euro Pacific or something? Uh, don't start, I, I don't Joel. Let's stop. Not, let's not. Stop. Pacific let's Coast Fonz. No, because we're going to get let's fired. Stop, Joel. Right. Stop yourself. And then the other guy, the other guy was, uh, was um, who was it? Well, Peter Schiff got mean, really angry at us once. Mojo no. Mike got mad okay. at us. Mojo's yeah. good, though. He's good. I, he's a good guy. I don't know what happened. We, okay. we, we make people mad sometimes. We screw up and we make mistakes. <laughs> All right, we can make I, mistakes. Can, can I bring up one more stock before we go to our guest here? I was uh, a little hard on Bill the other day. I thought you were going to step in. I was a little hard Bill on Hurts? you. Oh, yeah. Bill can take it. I was a little Bill hard on him. Bill Hurts is awesome. We are okay. the biggest Bill Hurts fans. Okay. Can, we, can we just talk Roku for a second? They had earnings uh, after the close yesterday. Uh, give you some numbers here on that report. Uh, it, it was a beat and uh, good earnings and good guidance, basically. I, I don't know how comparable their numbers are because the EPS they came in with was $0.49 cents per share versus an estimate of a $0.05 cent loss. So there was either some adjustment there or it's just – it was just a crazy beat. Sales above estimates as well. Uh, sales guidance also above estimates. Profit above estimates. Active accounts above estimates. Holy. It was a, it was a good report. But but here's what they said. They said the second <laughs> half of last year I saw that. was so good that we're going to have a really hard time living up to those expectations this Don't. year. So so they, they tempered expectations for the second half of, of 2021 because the back half of 2020 was so good for them. Those comments in normal markets would tank the stock. Yep. Absolutely tank the stock. Like stock down 50 bucks. We're not in normal markets. Roku is still holding trend. And everybody forgave them for those comments. Um, I don't know when those comments start mattering. They matter on certain stocks when you've broken trend. But this is such a technical market. You know, Joel, you must be loving this market as a pure technical trader. But, I mean, if the stock's holding trend, they find a reason. When the stock's broken trend... That's when you got to be concerned. Like a Fastly, FSLY, that broke trend just you know a week ago before the earnings report. It broke trend. They hammered that stock. You know, 120 to 80 in four oh, days. And we've oh, seen oh. this with Fastly before. Oh, they always so close it Fastly. This throws right back into my AYX. Same thing. AYX always misses. You know, I've learned this the hard way. And then for whatever reason, they find a way to reason to rally it back. And that's just another selling opportunity. So great tr day trading stocks, AYX and Fastly. Now, you, you, they, you, I guess you buy them way on the dips, but eventually you wait till they start going trending up because these dips seem to get bigger. And then they start trending up, and then they get a lot of the loss back, and then you make sure you sell them before the next quarter because they find a way to disappoint. This, uh, this is a tough chart because uh, someone came in Broke two days ago ahead of the report, and they just said, I want it out. I don't even think there was any news on it. It had the big earnings run. It was just a indiscriminate seller they knocked the thing down to 436 and it bounced back and now it's trading up i'd keep it real close if this doesn't take out the pre-market or was the after hours high of 471.97 get up there and take that out i just kind of feel like this is going to roll over this has had such a big run there is kind of bad news on it uh, what do you need to fill a gap? Uh, you haven't even filled the gap from that day, 466.28. So I keep an eye on that, 466.28, 471. But if this thing opens up and rallies into that area and comes back down through the open, uh, I don't know, just, just had such a big run. You had that seller two days ago. Maybe they got rid of half of their position and you know they're looking to get rid of the other. So hands off on the long side, and then we'll see what happens with the uh, if it can rally up. 
anywhere near that pre-market. All right, let's bring on Marcus Heitkalter. He's the founder of Rockwell Trading. Going to bring him on now. Uh, he's still in Florida. Uh, Marcus, you have already, it's only February, but you've already made the best trade you can make this year. Uh, your trade was, was getting out of Texas last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to get lucky, right? Uh, yeah, so last week we left Texas uh, to go to Florida here for sailing regatta with my kids. And I started last week, so this is uh, my, my setup here. And yeah, then the winter storm hits Texas, and I'm stuck here in Florida. Jeez, what a bummer, right? So this is why, yeah, uh, right now I don't have my camera because I'm not in my studio. But hey, I can share the charts. We can talk stocks. We can talk about what but I'm hey, doing. Sometimes here. it's better to be lucky than good, and you got lucky. I got lucky, yeah. And because of that, I also made a mistake. I want to talk about that today. I, I want to run through a few stocks that I'm trading right now, if that's okay with you, and then talk about it. Major, major mistake that might cost me actually $5,000. And it's like, oh, really? I could be better than this, but uh, I'm not. Okay, so anyhow, uh, as you know, I'm in this market. You, you talked about it all morning, uh, morning, right? I mean, this market is just going up. It, it's like the, the this rubber duck that you have in your bathtub that you try to hold under, right? You can't hold it underwater for long. <laughs> it jumps right back in your face. Boom. There it is. And, and this Great is what analogy. this market is doing, right? I mean, it, you have this quick retracement and then up, up and away. So uh, for me personally right now, what is just working well is selling premium. And I know the VIX is rather low right now. So the volatility index only hovering around 20, but there's always some stocks that are still providing very decent premium. And I'm selling them on weekly, so I'm being in a, in a trade fairly short term. So one of the trades that I'm in right now, so I could show you, I'm in six trades right now, all selling puts, because the wonderful thing is when selling puts, uh, you can actually be a little bit wrong and still make money. You see, when, when selling put, you need to stay above the strike price. Uh, so this means that the stock can go slightly against you. It can go up or sideways and you'll make money. And I, I like to do this and it has been working very well thus far this year. I'm up uh, $38,000 and that's on a rather small $250,000 account. So AMD, uh, a trade that I entered two days, expiring today. Uh, so strike price 86, this should be really good. The gold miners, the gold miners, the gold miners. I still like the gold you miners. You still do? They got I me shaking. They got me shaking, Marcus. I've been I've been in for a long time. I still got some profit. I got the GDX. I got the GLD. I just I I'm, I'm holding here too much. Who needs gold? Bitcoin. No one cares about uh, gold. Talk yeah, me out of I, it. I, Talk I, me staying in this long position. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Uh, so uh, GDX trade, I mean, again, it's a short-term trade. It expires today. Uh, strike price of 48. Right now, pre-market, we are trading at 47.27. So if it stays below 48, I get a sign. But you see, we just need a small pop here. So I'll see. I'll probably get out of this uh, early this week because you're right. In, in the long term, it has held really nicely here. It's kind of my hedge. I mean, uh, Triple D, you said it earlier, right? I, I mean, you want to be a little bit hedged because if overall the market has a retracement, the gold miners will probably put, uh, pop. But yeah, you're right. I, I mean, right now it's it's Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. I mean, it, <laughs> if you look at Bitcoin, you have to look at Riot, right, which is uh, up, up and away. Uh, so, so Riot, I mean, just a phenomenal run up. Uh, actually, there's so much premium in there. If it, if this comes back a little bit more, I'm really super interested in uh, selling some premium here. Uh, then, of course, you have Mara. I mean, these are all 
kind of mirroring Bitcoin. Uh, so if you want to trade a stock instead of uh, going the, the wallet route and really trading Bitcoin, I mean, Riot and Mara are um, two possibilities here. And uh, this is where I also like to sell premium on there. But hey, um, so I, I want to talk about, so GDXJ, uh, LL, I'm, I'm in this trade uh, doing really well. All of these will expire worthless today, so I keep the whole premium. There's just one trade where I'm kind of kicking myself. I want to talk about this. It's an Apple trade. So Apple, uh, I sold the 133 strike, and this was on Tuesday. Uh, so. I was supposed to go back home on Monday. So Tuesday, I'm bored out of my mind. And I say, geez, I'm bored. What can I do? So let's trade. Super bad idea. Super, super, super bad idea. And after all these years of trading, I should know so much better. But I'm stuck here in Florida. It's hot outside. It's 86 degrees. Oh, so Mark. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Okay. I know I'm rubbing it in. Okay, couldn't read it. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at Apple. I'm looking at the Apple chart, and I mean, Apple is just one of these stocks, uh, like the overall market, is just going up, up, up. Looking at some short-term support, and uh, right here, let me just mark this. Uh, right here, I believe, me Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay, right here where you see the green line. I thought, you know what, this chart just looks beautiful. Apple is just going sideways. Let's collect some premium here. And I mean, what the heck? It'll stay above 133. Should have known better, right? Because what does a market do that goes up for six or eight days in a row? At some point, it retraces. So we'll see. I mean, pre-market 130. I might get a sign here today. Let's see if Apple rallies at 133. But you see, part of my strategy that I'm trading, I'm, I'm not concerned to be assigned at all. In fact, if I if I look at my profits from this year, uh, the the biggest profits are coming from the stocks that guy got assigned. So I was assigned GDXJ, twelve thousand dollars in profit. I was assigned Win, eight thousand dollars in profit. Don't think I was assigned in Uber, Apple. I was assigned there, two and a half thousand dollars in profit. So I don't mind getting assigned here. But I must honestly say, uh, trading because you're bored is a super bad idea. Super, yep. super bad. Idea. So and you're going to be you. You're going to be 133. You're going to be assigned at 133. Uh, yeah. Or, what, or what was the premium? What did you sell them for? Uh, you see, let's see. Uh, so I sold this for uh, 70 cents, and so, I sold eight contracts. So it was like uh, 560 dollars in premium. Okay, so one thirty-two thirty. Then you're any time it gets back above one thirty-two thirty, right? Right. Uh, that's that's actually my cost basis. You're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, so I mean, that, yeah, this could I mean, easily trade to one thirty-five. No, here's know, the beautiful thing, right? I mean, if I'm getting assigned just right now with Apple, look at the premiums for next week. So uh, if you look uh, at February twenty-sixth, and again today I cannot sell it, but look at this, I can sell the one hundred thirty-three call, and it's trading yesterday. It was trading the last price here at ninety-four. This morning, the theoretical price is a dollar twenty-one. So I can do this on Monday right away, lower my cost basis yeah. by another dollar and twenty. So now the cost basis is lowered by a dollar ninety, meaning that if it goes above uh, what is it, one hundred and thirty-one ten? Ah, shouldn't do math in my head, but you get the idea. So there's no. <laughs> so much premium in Apple, right? I mean, I can easily sell this, even the 134. So if, if Apple jumps above, that's fine. That's what I love about this this wheel strategy, the way how I'm trading it. Uh, for me, it's super consistent and it's very, very systematic. I mean, I, I really, 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 I love, love, love listening to you because you're so smart. You know what's going on. You're looking at the fundamentals. Who is buying what, right? I mean, what are the markets doing? 
for me, I I need to use a more simpler system because I easily can get overwhelmed by all this analysis paralysis. Uh, so this is where I just I can talk myself out of trade. So this is why for me, uh, simple strategies work best. And this is probably one of the most boring trading strategies there yeah. is, but it's super consistent for me. Again, this works very well in a sideways it works awesome best strategy in a sideways market it works well in, in an up market especially if you're writing puts because stock's going up if yeah. the stock market takes a 20 percent correction like a back in september 10 percent correction in four days you know if the stocks come back eventually it works out but that's just you know the risk the, the risk here is when you're getting out there where you have a significant fall in a short period of time and then Actually, all of a sudden yes. you're looking. That that's your risk. There's always risk in everything, Marcus. And that's see, the risk I in know. the strategy. I 100 million percent agree. Uh, in fact, this is another uh, stupid trade that I did here. TQQQ. I actually sold a put right here. Uh, this was before the split. So uh, the put that I sold was probably right here. And uh, if you look at this dip here, I mean TQQQ uh, took uh, a what here? A 39 percent dip. So I already I already traded this strategy on on this stock through a 40% dip. So yeah, and you're absolutely right. At some point, what I did here, uh, what, what I think you need to do is I sold another put with the intention of getting a sign because this way you're cutting your cost basis in half. And right, you see then the stock doesn't have to recover that badly all the way up there. Then you just need a rather small dip. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's a, it's a super dangerous strategy if you're not knowing what you're doing and the market crashes. But I've been trading this through a 40% dip. I've been trading this through a 50% dip. And uh, it, it, it has been working for me. But yeah, you are right. That's right now, in this market, perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, right? A lovely environment for selling premium. It's been a fantastic uh, environment for selling premium. Especially if you're picking even, the right stocks like Apple, Amazon. Like I was talking about my buddy, you know, Bruce there that's been doing the Amazon. And man, he's just right. collecting premium. He's been doing the straddle, right? And the, put, the puts and the calls. And I mean, oh, wow. wow, you know, yeah. you just collect, he's collecting like 150 bucks a week, which is, you uh, know, it is. and Amazon yeah, doesn't but... go anywhere. He's making 150 bucks a week or a hundred, you well, know, some of he... the weeks are a little lower than that, but maybe Amazon's looking in, a little but... better here. So looking a little perkier. Yeah, well, why do you think that? Because some of the Momo names rolled over. Yeah. So again, like that. I said, there's a negative correlation right now between Amazon. It's, it's, and it's not pronounced, but you can see Amazon had a better day yesterday because they had some of the little Momo names rolling over and they view Amazon as a safety trade right now. So, right. So the, the only thing to consider is uh, that uh, for Amazon, you need a lot of buying power. I mean, what your buddy does is great. It's probably on a rather large account because yeah. if here, if you're getting assigned, it's right, I mean, thirty grand, it's 332 grand. Yeah. Right. So, yes, there's tons of premium in there. And uh, if you can make a percent a week and you're making 50 percent per year, absolutely. For me personally, Amazon, uh, as well as Tesla, uh, tons of premium in Tesla, tons and tons of premium in Tesla. But again, this is where uh, you need a, a larger account. And uh, I like to be a little bit more diversified because if you're trading one option on Tesla, so right now, what do we have? We have like 800 and you add the two zeros. So this would be, uh, you need $80,000 in buying power. Yeah. And uh, this is why I, I like to stick uh, stocks that are below 200. That's yeah. my yeah. sweet spot. So, um, and again, because I'm I'm trading here rather small two hundred fifty thousand dollar account, but you see I still have plenty of buying power left, uh, even though right now I am in six, six positions, so I'm only using one hundred seventy thousand of my buying power here. 
when are you going back to Texas and uh, is your house okay? Uh, I sure hope so. So the plan is to really go back today. I mean, the first day we'll be driving through Florida. Florida is a freaking big state. It's like Texas. So the <laughs> first day, I mean, it's 600 miles just to the border. And uh, then I'll stay overnight there. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, just with, with this rig, I can just pull over, right? And whenever I'm getting tired, I pull over and take a nap. Uh, anyhow, yeah, so the idea is to be back there either tomorrow night or on Sunday. And it's getting warmer right now in Texas. Good. Good to hear. All right. Well, you have to let us know how that goes. Marcus Heidkotter is the founder of Rockwell Trading. To learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. Marcus, as always, thanks for the time. Stay safe. Good luck with your trip back. We'll talk to you again. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Hey, Dennis, I I just saw a tweet here that you are not going to like. What's what's going on? Maxine Walters just told Matt Egan, CNN, she's very interested in proposals for a financial transactions tax following Thursday's GME hearing. I'm interested. I'm certainly looking at it, she says, adding that it is being actively discussed by lawmakers. No, of course it is because lawmakers don't know what they're doing and they don't understand liquidity and they don't understand the markets and they think a financial transaction tax of 0.1% is going to stop excessive speculation from people speculating on 400% moves. It's absolute absurdity. You know, because you're, you're doing nothing to curb speculation. People aren't jumping in GameStop. You know, they're not going to stop jumping in a stock like GameStop for 0.1%. The thing went up 400%. It doesn't even affect those. What it affects is everything else. It affects market makers. It affects spreads. It affects liquidity. It just, you know, basically implodes the retail brokerage industry because, you know, for the most part, any day trader that's trading, you know, five, six, seven times a day, 0.1% is an incredible amount of money, especially if they put it on both sides, 0.1 in and 0.1 out. So, I mean, you can say, oh, yeah, it's not much money. But if you're making five, ten trades a day, you're going to pay thousands of dollars. And I guess it depends on the size of your account. But, you know, in some cases, it could be in the tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands if you're a huge trader in, in tax. So you're just not doing those strategies anymore. We all become long-term investors all of a sudden. Trading volumes will be cut in half. Again, Market makers, though, will probably get an exemption. So they can come in here and say, oh, yeah, we need to punish them. But there's absolutely no way. They did this in France already. They had to put a market maker exemption in because there was no liquidity. So there's a market maker exemption in for their financial transaction tax in France. So what do I do? I just don't trade stocks in France. You don't trade Total and I think it's uh, SNY, which is um, um, Sanofi. Those two stocks will hit you with a financial transaction tax. If you actually have your brokerage and you bring, if I go to buy those stocks, it'll put a pop-up and say there's a financial transaction tax attached to this. Do you want to continue? At least that's what it says in IB. So you've got to know that you know, you're going to get a tax on those. And 0.1% is significant. You know, $10,000 when we're doing the math, that's $10. bucks. $100,000 trades, 100 bucks. So, I mean, these are like going right back. All this work we've done to bring free commissions to... Um, you know, the, for the last you know twenty years, work working towards free commissions and trading for free. We undo all that, and we go right back to full size commissions, even bigger. You know, like a ten dollar trade on a ten thousand dollar. You know, that's that's significant ten dollars in and ten dollars out. So it's just it's just an awful idea. I would hope that our regulators would understand this, and I think you know at, at, you know the regulation aspect, a lot of them do. But you get you know these you know house reps, they don't understand this stuff. So hopefully they don't start putting in laws that, you know, and there was a few people yesterday in yesterday's uh, hearing on GME that were saying, let's not rush to regulate here. We need to understand stuff. So let's understand market mechanics, understand liquidity, understand 
that a financial transaction tax would be passed through to the little guy in the form of wider spreads. So you like your one cent spread on SPY? If there was no market maker exemption, your SPY spread is now you know significantly wider, maybe fifty cents wide. Are you because... talking to your CFA boys at all? Are they? Uh, are you gonna get down and dirty? Maybe do some testifying. Well, if it starts getting legs, I gotta think that logic. You know that they're gonna understand that. You know here the capital market systems for the most part are working. Can we fix certain things? Can we look at payment order flow? Can we look at some different things? Sure, but just you know. Throwing in a financial transaction tax and burning down the whole village isn't the way to do it. I mean, think about what that would do to the retail brokerage industry. If you had to pay, you buy $10,000 worth of stock, you got to pay 10 bucks on that, 10 bucks in, 10 bucks out, or $100,000 worth of stock, and you got to pay 100 bucks in and 100 bucks out. $200 fee on your $100,000 move. Every time you trade it, your day trading's over. You're not day trading anymore. I'm not day trading. I'll be doing you know, some long term swing trading and long term investing. My volume will get cut by 90%. So, you know what? I'll do some different styles of trading um, and, you know, and, and probably do okay. Like my swing trading, I think I do pretty good. But you'll be long-term swing trading. You can't just jump in something for 50 cents. I mean, you think about 0.1% on Tesla. I mean, what is that? 0.1% on a seven, $795 stock. What is it? You know, 80 cents in and 80 cents out? So it's a buck sixty for and, you and to they're applying this to they're applying this to futures too, right? It was going to go on everything. Well, yeah, but it's it's all early, right? DeFazio has proposed this a decade ago. This has never got traction. But something like GameStop happens and regulators say, ooh. And you have Andrew Ross Sorkin saying, ooh, this is a good idea. Well, no, Andrew Ross Sorkin doesn't understand market structure. This is a terrible idea. This is, reduces liquidity. They will it get blows him it up. on the show. We're bringing too. Bill Hartz on next week, and yeah. he's going to talk financial transaction tax too. Bill Hartz knows the market. He understands the implications. We're going to be on the same side on this one. I'll tell you that much, Dennis. You don't get it. Like when I when I, I kind of needle you in my tweets and I say that Dennis only interrupted you once, and that's a huge compliment. I know. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I don't know if he got it. <laughs> to, the, uh, Jason, to the people though. saying that, like you, you should theoretically be making more than point one percent on a trade, right? But think about like the commissions in the eighties, right? And and how and how expensive it was to get in and out of, of one of every single trade. The eighties. How about the 90s? In the 90s, too. What, Go and you know, look at you know your notional I mean? volume that you traded last year and times it by 0.1%. Yeah, that's, that's your what you need to do. But that's again, right. what you have to consider is that that's not market makers and liquidity. So when you're right. getting in and out of a stock, you're going to be paying a lot more. Your spreads are going to go from here to here if you don't have a market maker exemption. They're, they have to because the market maker can't make you a two cent spread in Tesla when he's got to pay eighty cents in and eighty and, cents out. And then that go, it's the, absurd. And then the it entire, hurts Benzinga significantly. The, You're going to lose the, so many day traders. Well, the, like, the, I mean, the that entire goes point. Through. The entire point of helping the retail investor goes out the window if you, if you get that exemption anyway. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah, then it, it only hurts the retail investor. So, okay. It only um, hurts the retail investor in the end. It yep. will hurt the retail investor because spreads will go. If, so, two scenarios. One, there's no market maker exemption. We'll get to you in a second, Jason. Sorry. One, one there's two scenarios. One, you get a market maker exemption and the spreads stay tight. But then they're just punishing Main Street, not Wall Street. Two, mm-hmm. they don't give a market maker exemption and the market makers go like this. Okay, we're five bucks wide in Tesla now. Have fun. Because, you know, we're not going to go 10 cents wide. We're five bucks wide because we got two bucks to break even. So here's your spread in Tesla. So go have fun. You're buying at 795. You're selling at 790. That's your spread. So you're paying 500 bucks each. Jason left. No, he's here. Okay, bring it back in. We're not going to get all financial transaction tax. No. Jason Rasnick, founder and CEO of Benzinga. Smash that like button for Jason. Jason, good morning. How's Florida? Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? 
We're, we're doing we're, good until we're, Joel just, uh, just pissed me doing, off on that tweet. Doing good until five minutes ago. <laughs> I don't mean, so, and, and I told you guys a week and a half ago or three weeks ago that I was trimming Tesla and I've been in a trimming mode. It, when I've been trimming, it's been wrong. It's been wrong. Every time I've sold stuff, it usually bounces up. Mm-hmm. But I have the m- memories of 2000. I have the memories of me buying Research in Motion. I re- yes. Yeah, no, not Research in Motion. Rare Medium. I bought it at $48, 100 shares when I was like 22 years old. And then it went to 78 and I bought another 100 shares. So then I owned 200 shares at 78 bucks, and it slowly went down to zero. And my memories, like those, don't go away. And so either, even though I trim and it could be a better time to buy, I like to be, you know, safe versus sorry. And so I've been trimming from my positions. You guys know I use margin. I've cut my margin by more than 50%, but maybe by 70% actually. Um, and I can be sorry, but I'm going to find new opportunities to buy. I mean, I gave you a stock that I bought um, a couple of weeks ago, BTN at 249. It went up to 306, and now I think it's down around 289. I'm hanging on to that one. I think I sold them at 306, but I'm still hanging on to it. I still have my Upwork. My GAN, you know, when it hit 30, I think I had at that time maybe like, let's say I had 1,500 shares. I think I've sold like 500 of the shares, so I still have like, say, 1,000 if we're just using rough estimates. Um, so I've trimmed, trimmed some of the big gainers and um, just to, you know, have more room to buy when I think the time is right. That's 780. We talked about that in Tesla last week and it came down to that area. And that's been the bomb of the trading range. And I put something out on uh, on Twitter about it, like ah, 780 in the hold and the whole Twitter sphere confirmed and told me that 780 is going to hold and it's going to go back up. Everyone on Twitter told me that. No one thought it was going below 780. It went to 776 the other day, I believe, or seven. Yeah, and uh, well, it went a little bit lower than that. What it went 762, but it's right back above 780. So back in that trading range. I can get the I can get the chat mad by making an announcement right now. I do not own CLOV, nor do I plan to buy it in the next two weeks. Uh-oh, I'm about to get a lot of dislikes. Everybody likes CLOV. Oh, they love it. Why yeah. don't you own CLOV? Did you have this one before? Did you have yeah, this? Yeah, I, I did. It just wasn't moving. Yeah. It wasn't moving, so I said it's time for me to um, yeah. you know, move on to another opportunity. Um, and by the way, guys, me saying I'm trimming Tesla does not mean I'm not bullish on Tesla. I mean, if you guys think about it, Tesla, people don't want to think about this, but Tesla changes the world. I mean, they really do. You guys... I was just watching Drazen Petrovich's story about how he died in a car accident. If there was a hey, Tesla, for the Trailblazers, right? Take the Trailblazers, but where he got really good was the Nets. That's where they started him. The Trailblazers, where he started, they they him as a three point guy, and so then he played for the Nets and he challenged Jordan. He was really really good. He died at twenty eight in a car accident in Germany. And I was just thinking, if yes, I own CCIV, I own warrants in CCIV, and I own the stock of CCIV. And I was just thinking, Joel. If Tesla was around, he wouldn't be there. Before I got a Tesla, guys, I got in three small car accidents. I uh, it, like in a year or a year and a half. I re- <laughs> I, I, I like hit I like the cars the in front of me. Like it was my fault. There's no doubt. It was my fault. You're looking at it, your phone. Um, it was less the phone, <laughs> more, more so looking at the person next to me. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> to see who this was in the car next to me. Yes, I'm still in Bill. B I L L. I did sell some, but I did. I'm still in Bill. Okay, so. Um, with Tesla, guys, I'm not saying it's hard to get in an accident, but it makes driving so much safer. Like, I think the government should come out mandatory and say, you got to have Tesla-type technology in every single car. It makes it so much safer. Now, I know, I know, 
the other side would say, well, other cars are coming out the same stuff. So, um, but then that then that also hurts the service revenue and the margins for the old line of manufacturers. So that's that's what I would say. Um, yeah. So that's. Jason, my- I have a general question for you because you've been riding, you know, the, a lot of these momentum names, and you're doing Riding something. Something completely that I agree with. When the stock's not working for you, you sell it. You're not afraid to take a loss. You know, maybe I don't know if you lost in Clover, but you're not afraid to say, okay, this one's not working. I'm going to get out of it. How do you know when to ring the register on some of these Momo names? Because, I mean, you look at like an Upwork, and you've been on this since from 14. I sold it at like 25 because I thought it was a pretty good move. We know I sell too early. How do you know when it's time to ring the register? Like, you know, do you wait until it comes off significantly and say, okay, I've seen the top, you know, and, and sell it after the fact? Or do you, you know, how do you know when to ring the register? Well, for me, like Upwork's valued at $6.4 billion. Um, I look at some of the numbers in the past and I look at how the market's changing, how it's a gig economy versus um, just, you know, you go in and present, you know, you hiring someone forever. So I think Upwork has a lot, a lot more upside in it. But it's that's a challenge that I always have, um, you know, in terms of when to ring the register. I tr- I start to trim. I start to trim, and what I mean by trim is like I um, like test. So if I bought an Upwork and it was at twenty or seventeen dollars, and it gets to sixty bucks, and the last ten points go super fast, Dennis, I know we're in like this FOMO. People saying, "Oh shoot, I should have been in it. I should have been in it." Mm-hmm. Right. And then I know when the stock starts to fall, it's going to fall very fast because people who are, you know, weak money, what I call weak money is people that are FOMOing and they want to get in and they chase it. They're going to get out the quickest. So I start to trim. So my Upwork hit 58. I trimmed. I sold. Let's say I owned 1,000 shares of Upwork. I sold 200 shares right away when I hit 58. Okay. Now, could that have been wrong? Could it have gone to 70? Yes, Dennis. And that's, and I get pissed when that happens. You know that, I, I, you know, I, Dennis, one of the ones I owned for a while was Yeti. And I, yeah. and I and I bought it so low, and I sold it. I thought at a high price. Now it's double what I sold it at. So yeah. it's not per, it's not a perfect science, but um, I try to wait for my thesis to play out. And my thesis is um, like what the catalyst or what what the story is going to be. I wait for my catalyst to play out, and then once it plays out, like Yeti, it played out. But I didn't expect that no competitor would come in. Like I honestly thought Patagonia or Teva. I know they're a shoe and clothing maker. But I thought they could create a like a competitor to um, Yeti. I really thought they'd come out with these things. I'm interviewing the CEO of Teva in a couple of weeks, and I want to know why they didn't ever like try to come out with like a competitor to Yeti. I mean, I'm sure the technology is kind of commoditized. So that's what I thought. My logic was wrong. I should have held on to it. So it's not a perfect science. And then uh, James Santiago, um, what was I going to say? Um, you said like a lot of people can't afford a Tesla. I hear you. Um, the Model Three, you can get a Entry level model three for two hundred and fifty a month. So I guess if you're looking for a hundred dollars a month in a car payment, yeah. But you can get an entry level model three for two fifty a month or lower. Actually, I just saw one for twenty one thousand um, online, and you get no gas with that, no gas charges. So um, I actually think everyone, almost not everyone, but people that can afford a car, they can afford a Camry, they can afford a Tesla. So James, I respectfully disagree with you in a big way. Um, Jason, let's let's move on from the stocks and get to the real important information here. Okay, how'd the game go last weekend? Oh my god! Oh my god! I just got the video, so I I had a video guy video the game. So you guys, uh, what Spencer Israel is asking about is, by the way, you got twenty five hundred people here. 
and only 395 likes. Yes, not acceptable, <laughs> people. Smash that like button. Come on, yeah, it's I mean, every day. Why are you being so rude to Dennis, Joel, and Spencer and myself, for that matter? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like that's just not cool. All right, but I'll tell you update in the game. Joel Elkanen did make an appearance. He I heard he enjoyed it. But let me tell you about this game. So uh, Matt's team hasn't lost in four years or ten seasons because they play. You know, this is my first season. We were up 24 to 13 with six minutes to go. And then Armani gets an interception. So it's 30 to 13. All of a sudden, there's a flag. They called a flag on my son for blitzing too early. Oh, no, on Josh? Yes. And I have the video of this now. I have the video. The video was taken, but the video was corrupted. All week, we've been working to recover the video. The video has been recovered. I watched it last night and I swore in front of my in laws and kids. I was so mad. Sorry, Joel, but I was so mad because. My son didn't blitz too early, and then they called a penalty on to, for us to end the game. They pulled the guy said they called it. We said he tackled the guy. There's no tackle. Like I'm going to send it to the commissioner, not to say, "Hey, I proved you wrong." I'm saying, "Hey, you know, mistakes happen. No big deal." But here are the video. Maybe you could show it to your guy so he gets better for next game. That's what I'm going to send. Um, but we lost. We lost in the like. It was a heartbreaker. It, it was. Will, it was a heartbreaker. I'll tell you. Yeah. I. I I just a couple things. First of all, you know, we see Jason, we see him all razzed up and everything. He was so composed and he was in, you know, I know coaching young kids in sports and everything. It could be, it could be difficult. He was just, he did the right thing. He, he, every kid on the team got his attention. They got him. If a kid did something that wasn't great, he patted him down the back and said, get in there. And it was just, you know, it was good to see every kid on the team felt like he participated. And uh, the other thing I noticed, Jason, was the kids were like, they were doing a lot of showboating like after they scored and everything. But what I also saw was like after every play, like the kids, like, like on the other team, they did a fist bump. Like, Hey, you did a good play. There was great sportsmanship and there was great, you know, um, you know, just great interaction on the kids. And do, do you get a rematch? Is that official? Do you get a rematch or not? It's it's not official yet, but I would say 85% chance. We have a game. We have a game this Sunday. I'm flying back from Florida for it obviously, um, or else I would stay in Florida. But I'm flying back for the game tomorrow. What, um, what time's the game on Sunday? It's usually 10, 30, 11. The game we're playing Sunday, not to, like, you know, be cocky, but it seems like that's a ga- game we'll win um, just because it's not the team. Then the championship would be back against Ishbia would be the following Sunday. Now, you know, I know people are hitting me up on UM, UWMC stock. I don't own it. I don't own it. I am playing him. Um, and um, playing him in two weeks, hopefully, and we're gonna take it to another level because I mean the game we were. I mean I thought we won. You're I up big, I know. It was I a hard I mean if you go, if you look at the ref, I mean you can't blame stuff on the ref, Dennis. I know that's what you're about to say, but Dennis, we had like five penalties called against us, and our team did not have those. I mean they just didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I questioned if one of the guys on the team, one of the refs. Worked for you, um, you, uh, you, uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. And you know what the, you know what the crazy thing is, Dennis? I watched the, the replay. I couldn't watch the whole thing. I couldn't make it through the whole thing. I just couldn't. Um, the guy who called the ridiculous penalties is the same guy. So I am, oh. you know, I am, I am a little suspicious. But that's what it is. And and I'm just joking a little bit, guys. I'm just joking. But uh, I don't know what game he was watching. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, let me know the show. time on Sunday. All right, all right. Uh, Lisa's going Tiger to Florida, Brokers. so I'm, I'm, I'm bored. Tiger Brokers, I'm still in. 
but yeah. I sold some of it. Um, good I play. Sold, good play. Like, I, I'm not saying I, I'm like hating on them, but I sold five to it. thirty-five in a month. Yeah, these are gifts. Great play. Holy. Yeah, so that's Dennis, an incredible move. I sold Dennis. I bought other Chinese brokers too, though. Um, I brought um, JF. Let me find it. Hold on. J. I think it's Chinese broker. JFU. JFU. Yeah. JFU. I don't know that yeah, one. That's yeah, oh, yeah, not F for it. I own that. Um, thank you, Noah Powell, for the five dollars. Thank you. It's a tip for your dealers. Okay. Um, K- KMPH. I've been selling off slowly. KMPH is a biotech. Um, and then one that I'm having. Wait, do you guys know Lion Group? LGHL. Yeah. I don't know much about it, but I own it for some reason. It's that's why well, you own it because it's breaking out. You like those Momo names, and you know what? Those are working. That's the kind of shirt that works, though. You get the thing; it's sleepy there at five, and all of a sudden, boom, breaks out yesterday. Here, Dennis, my best Momo name that I own right now, the best one. Okay, now, I'm not yeah. telling you guys to buy this at all. This is not a fundamentals. This is a Momo name. A M Y Z F. A M Y Z F. Too many symbols. American. American. Z F. Too many letters. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, what is it? Letters, American. How do you I even pronounce Benzies, that? Bro. What? How do you even pronounce that name? American manganese. What? Is, what? Yeah, it's a, a battery recycler. It's Holy. up like forty percent. Twenty cents to two twenty. Oh, yeah. This 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 has been the year of the small cap. Twenty twenty one has been the year of the small cap. If you're buying stocks at a dollar, they're all two and three dollars. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's been the year of the small cap. You I mean, can't even call petty stocks anymore. No, I know. There's no there's no such thing. There's no penny stocks left. I mean, Dennis, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I still own like my Teslas, Apples, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, Google, whatever. Um, I I don't mess with those stocks. They just stay stuck in my portfolio. Um, I still, you know, I own FVRR. I still own GAN, guys. I'm not selling GAN. I still own a sizable position in GAN. I just took off some of the position. That's all I did. I'm not saying it was the right move or wrong. I'm not telling you to do that. Uh, Penn National, I didn't sell any pen. I still own the same amount of pen. I'm keeping that. Uh, Save Spirit Airlines, I'm a huge believer in it. I own call options and I own the stock. Breaking out. Um, and, I, and I brought Save to you guys on the show when I was down 17%. I'm an equal opportunist. I tell you about my losers and my winners. I was down 17% in Save, and now we are up 35.28% on the stock and 21.14% on, on the options. Another one I still own is SGMS. Scientific Games. It's a competitor to GANs, to GAN, so I figured why not join them. So I bought SGMS. I bought the April 16th $50 calls. They're up 2.49%, so basically flat. Um, I think those by April will be up a decent amount, so I'm staying in them. Again, that's SGMS, April 16th, $21, uh, $50 calls. Um, those are the stuff I, I kind of own. Um, uh, real fast on the on the American Manganese A- AMC AMYZF Dennis. That's a Canadian company. They're based in uh, British Columbia. Can so, you go visit it, Dennis? Yeah, Dennis? Can you go can visit, visit for it? it? Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll go check them out. I'll do some due diligence on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you, you very you much. Just make sure that they're uh, battery recycling and everything's yeah. going. <laughs> make sure it's legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have operations. It's not like you go there and there's a little sign on the door and the, sure the address. <laughs> I'm sure it's weeks. fine. I'm sure everything is fine. Um, All right. And they want. Can we look at one last chart from Mr. Vegas? He's been so nice. He wants to pay for our trip to Vegas. Uh, Unity, Unity. I own a little bit of Unity. Yeah. I'd like to hear the chart. 
from the chart chart we, we did it earlier on the show um, oh, it's broken trend problem is unity broke trend so okay. i don't like that it's broken trend now but again okay. i mean you do have some major support at 100 bucks it's a long ways down though yeah so I, I, don't I don't like the trend either. broken I don't uh, know. Dennis, that uh that seller never went away huh in Unity? Oh, yeah, there was a seller there this morning. No, that was on the Unity? I yeah. don't remember now. It was 77000 at 121.45. 121.45, and it's come back in. There was some big Spencer, fish selling there. Spencer, you really effed me up this morning, man. What did I do? I didn't at, do anything. I went the football game. Now I got, like, my heart starts, like, oh. you know, beating All another right. I'm like... Still a little bit upset about it, even though it's just nine. <laughs> He's distraught here. I thought it was. I, I thought it'd be some good content. I guess. No, it was. Got to get the ball to Josh more. Yeah, he got it twice. We should have got it to him more. That's true. All right. Option expiration. Um, I do have to go here. We, can you guys stay on, on Jason? That. You can stay on. I got a hot because of option expiration. I will say a lot of sell imbalances here right now. Again, option expiration. They might all flip to buy. But just keep that in mind there. A lot of stocks, Bank of America, $1.3 million to sell. ExxonMobil, 200000 to sell. GE, 227000 to sell. Uh, did I do Bank of America, $1.3 million? Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Abbott Labs, 85000 to sell. Wells Fargo, 200000 to sell. AT&T, 233000 to sell. Again, option expiration. One institution could come in and they could all flip the buy. So it could change. But right now, if the market was to open right now, it would actually open lower. So we're leaking a little bit on the S&Ps because people are starting to get like, are these? They've been selling balances all morning. They're like, are they going to flip? Are they going to flip? Everybody's waiting here. On a normal day, the market would be down because of this. But because we know that uh, uh, imbalances on option expiration uh, tend to flip around a lot, nobody's putting a lot of weight into it yet. But as we get closer to 930, they're going to start to give that more weight. So just be careful right now. On some of these stocks. Uh, can we do a couple from the chat, Joel? Uh, someone, sure. Someone gave us a tip for X O N E. This is a 3D play. It's been oh, on, yeah. been on, went, went parabolic and then it, it sort of turned over here. Are you still short at Spencer? Uh, no, I, I don't really short. He's short Tesla. He's not short. short. Tesla. I don't short. Yeah, 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 <laughs> if, if I wanted to bet against a stock, I would buy puts or I would sell calls. I wouldn't short it outright. Uh, is, there, is, there any, uh, is there any news? Uh, this morning, no. It's just rolling over. No, not this morning. It caught a little bit. Oh, okay. I haven't looked at this morning. Yeah. So no. Uh, so first, I don't know where you're in from, or you know, because this real there is overhead supply, so you do have some competition. Uh, first things first is you want to take out that pre-market high of forty-three fifty. That's big. You back the buck and a half, buck and a half off that. So you might not get there. That's my first bogey. And then looking at the daily charts. Uh, 43.88 is right there. So there's your first area. And then it really opens up to 48. And I don't know if you're going to see 48 today with all the overhead supply. But if you want something to look, let's just hope that that low from yesterday is the low for the move here. Let's just hope. We don't know. But uh, if you look at this and you say, I got some work to do. Man, I think a lot of people would like to see 52 and a half. If, uh, that would be halfway back. I don't think you're going to get back there today because you got a lot of people's stuff. So let's keep it easy. Let's take out this 43 and a half, clear 44. You might get a look at 48.17. The longer this doesn't take out the pre-market high, I think everyone that bought it yesterday is going to be dumping it today and it could come right back down. But if that's the low of the move, We'll see, but uh, it had a big run, a couple of bad down days, getting a little bit of a bounce. All right, so a couple – oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. A couple of things in the chat. Uh, yes, uh, Caesar's here. If you don't have your latest swag from Benzinga, we want to keep the swag store open. If you're here, please go click on the swag store, swag.benzinga.com. 
and buy your latest gear. If you don't do it, we're going to be sad and have to call the police and we'll be really sad. We, okay. we, we got so much cool stuff there. I'm, there really is, Spencer. I don't know. I'm bring up my screen here. Run, don't walk. Get, get, get there. Seriously. And I, I'm, I'm waiting for my swag. I do not know why Caesar won't give me swag. It's really weird. Um, okay. And then I have the craziest story for all you guys. AACQ. I had the CEO on. Right? Yeah. I had the CEO. Wait, let me make sure. Is it the right stock? No, that's not it. I'm sorry. The symbol is AXON. Oh, had, this was crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had the CEO on of AXON. They own Taser. Taser was a target of a big short sell, short sellers back in the day. And the CEO revealed to me that 15 years ago, he had a mole in his office. His assistant was a mole for a short seller. This is his, you know, assertion. Like, this is his thing. She was a mole for a short seller. And it sounds believable. And if you haven't seen it, Google um uh, I, I'm, putting, I'm putting the link in the chat right now uh it, for, it, for it's, everyone it's crazy it is it is crazy and um you know i know james santiago short uh axon so sorry man but yeah um so um, there we go okay. and here's, then use the link to the interview and then someone said about numis medical are we having the seal on i don't know you got to ask the producer of the show oh yeah bill big d let me let me brag a little bit joel Twilio, 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 Twilio. Boom, 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 boom. What the frick was that? Why, did I say something bad about Twilio? Well, no. What was that, Jay? I don't even know what that was. Um, yeah, it's it, 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 it. Well, you know what Twilio just did this morning, though? They had some news. They uh, they priced an offering. That's why it's down. Um, they announced a common stock offering, $1 billion. Oh, they didn't price it. They just announced it. Do you know who got this going? I mean, when it was already at an all-time high, uh, yeah, I think Jason it was. Rathnick. Do you work for hot? Uh, do you work for J.P. Morgan? They no. came out and uh, there was right around four hundred. That's why I did it as my stock of the day, and it popped up like four ten. And then the simple three closes the four hundred area, double bottom at three ninety five seventy, and boom, it never touched that. But um, okay. good looking I- chart. I did that dance, Spencer, because when I watch on like YouTube, people do like weird videos and make fun of themselves. They get a lot of likes. So I did that oh, dance okay. for you guys. So if okay. you guys like my little Twilio dance, that was for you guys, not for me. Okay. But now I want to say something. Here's a public service announcement, a PSA. HubSpot bought Hustle, the Hustle, for like $20, 30000000 million. Is it a coincidence that Twilio just raised a billion dollars and Benzingo, Benzinga's here were independent? Is Twilio, is Twilio making a bid for Benzinga? Whoa. Am I, am I friends with the CEO? I don't know. Is it a coincidence? Have I talked to the sweet CEO? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of joking, guys. But There's just, there's, there's no way to trade that, though. There's no yeah, way to trade no, that. Wow, they invest in the Benzinga ETF. Which, is, which we don't have yet. <laughs> okay, well, that's the thing. Okay, guys, in honor of my little dance this morning, I think everyone listening in the show should get up and dance. They should just get up and like do a little spin a move. It'll give you the right energy to make it a profitable day today. You want to, if you had an unprofitable day yesterday, you want to change the energy. So that's what I try to do. I try to change energy and look for other opportunities. And there you go. So is today a green day or a red day? That's what I need to know, Joel. Uh, As we speak right now. Yes. It's green. All right. It's yep. green. And, yep. and, and even if it was red, I would say it'll be green by, <laughs> yeah. by, by four o'clock. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry and, about and it. And Joel, this is the first time in your life that you like green since you really like blue. 
It's funny. And, uh, did you stay up for the whole game last night? I dozed off against wow. Rutgers. Rutgers. I didn't even know there was a game, Joel. I should have told you. Yeah. Yeah. That nine o'clock start, uh, you know, I was like, Oof. they had a 13 point lead. I was watching it in bed. And then next thing I know, the TV's off and I had to look on my phone. They won by seven. Spencer, how's the office? Uh, in terms of like people here? No, just in general. It's office is fine. It's, shout if you're here. We got like eight people here right now. So, yeah. Shout. Um, How can they hear you? They, they're around. That They can hear. They can hear. I don't okay. know. Your microphone um, sounds pretty good, Spencer. Uh, thanks. I, I, I want to cover some. You said you're well- Whoa. We lost you a little we, bit we there, just Razzie. Lost, we just lost Razzie first. I want to cover some more earnings before we get to get uh, get technical at, at 930 with Neil. Um, whoa, Jason's actually frozen. All right, I'm going to bring him off while he gets unfrozen there. I think I'm going to hop off too, okay. Spencer. I'm going to let you take yep, it away, okay? I, there was just more earnings we didn't get to, and I want to cover them quickly here before we get technical. How so, many you got? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Like six? You want to do a couple with me? You want to just do a couple with me? I'll do three. Do, do a couple. Your top All right. three. Applied materials, AMAT, uh, out last night. Uh, it was a great quarter. Uh, revenues up 24% year over year to $5.16 billion. That is above the estimate of $4.98 billion. They also beat the EPS estimate as well. Q2 revenue guidance came in above estimates. So, again, chips, bullish, strong demand. Uh, not enough supply, quite frankly. And uh, AMAT is up this morning. At least it was up last I checked. Uh, boom, boom. Uh, this chart's easy. Look at that. All time high. You're trading at a whole time high right now, 120 and a quarter. This high right here was up. Oh, not quite yet. Let's break out above 121.13, folks. And it's green skies ahead. And it looks like it's bid here. So keep an eye on that, 121.13. Uh, man, I was I bought some chip stocks the other day, and oh, my buddy mentioned you. this one. Yeah, my buddy mentioned this one, and I didn't I didn't buy that one. All right, but uh, but I, I don't know I what did. happened. What happened? Oh, you froze. I didn't know if you're coming. I back. thought Joel froze. I asked him what is why Lisa out of town. He wouldn't answer me. I thought he got mad. No, she's going crazy. to Florida to visit grandma. Okay, and yeah. I and I I. I'm and here Spencer. to watch the dog and go to uh, Josh's football game. And Spencer, and I, I feel do like my just, taxes. I, Spencer, I feel like you just called someone over and then I was gone. Oh, now no. you're gone. No, he's back. Okay, I'm just saying this thing's breaking yeah. out. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Okay, uh, I'd be careful. I, no reason to short this. Uh, actually, after hours, when was this? This got a ooh. This was going back a little day. Oh no, that was during the day session. One twenty one thirteen. Keep an eye on that. All Quick, right, let's go. These let's Ca- go. Uh, Casa System C A S A great report. Uh, Q4 revenue uh, beat EPS beat 27 away. cents versus an 11 cent estimate. Uh, I'll just read a quote here. We had one of our strongest quarters with record wireless revenue and a healthy backlog to support our top line growth. It is up big this morning. CASA. Yeah, well, if you wanted to sell that at thirteen fifty, I think you missed your opportunity today. That's where it sprinted to in the after hours session. Did take a little look at thirteen. Just seems like someone's selling out here as of right now. I don't know if buyers are going to come in off the open. I mean, longer term, a nice rounding bottom here. So the chart looks good. Uh, if you want to buy top of yet, yesterday's range is way down at 888. So I don't know. I'm, I just, 
out of pop, you're going to have to look for an intermediate area ahead of that high. And then last one for you, Joe, I want to give a tip of the hat to Luke Jacoby. Uh, Planet Fitness, PLNT, he's been bearish. They had earnings yesterday, and they were not good. Uh, 17 cents EPS versus a 22-cent estimate. Sales also missed $133 million versus $137 million. And Luke was listening to the conference call, and he said the, the earnings call dropped out. Never a good thing when I, I just can't. I mean, this stock back at all time near all time highs to me is yeah. just I don't know what to say. What's it putting? I mean, it, it's trading down. Uh, two, it uh, is, but I mean, I'm just yeah, talking about down, relative to yeah. where it was two, in January. Three dollars, two and a half percent. Yeah, I saw them about puts on it. I'm um, hearing our interview uh, on the show. Yeah, so yeah, I'm still long TRSSF. Come on. Okay. Uh, Boy, this is a spotty looking chart. Let's see. For Planet Fitness, you haven't taken out yesterday's low. So there you go. If you're hanging on here, it had a decent day yesterday. I, I mean, if it takes out yesterday's low, you got some more room on the downside. On the upside, if you get a rally on a day like this, as the stock made a new high, uh, some people would be like, oh, man, if I could see that close at 79.77, I'd be happy to get out scratched. So those are my levels for that. I'm going to let uh, Raz and Spencer uh, oh. take it from here. And yep. uh, Raz, text me what time that game is on Sunday, okay? Peace. All right. See you, Joel. Jason, Have a good one. I don't know if you're hanging or if you're chilling or what. but I, I got to uh, say two things. Yeah. So I didn't know this. Uh, a. Reagan said Planet Fitness is a Motley Fool Best Buy right now. So obviously that's a short. If you're going to Motley Fool Best Buys, you just take the opposite view and you make money. That's just how it is. You know, when the crowd's in it, do the opposite. Let it play for a few days. But if you're subscribed to Motley Fool, you're already behind. Um, that's my opinion. Okay. Um, you know, that's just my opinion. Don't get mad at me. Um, and then um, why are people texting me when I'm on my show live? You guys, I'm on the show live. You, you're listening. I know you're listening. Uh, yes, I'm in BTN. What's up? Um, thank you, Kevin Costello. So we got a great day to play on um, plan, but I got to ask two questions before I go. Um, press one. If you like this all day programming or two, if you want us to go back to how we had it and yep. it's, it's okay either way, because, you know, I've been out of town for a couple of days. I noticed when I was on the show a couple of days ago, we had our record viewers, but then yesterday I was on the show and we were down to 12,000. I don't know if it was me or no, no. Yesterday was, we kind of was, what happened was we restreamed the, uh, the, the hearing. So we cannibalized our, ourselves there. We, we, we got more viewers on the, the congressional hearing, the GameStop hearing than we did on, on our mainstream, but that was our decision to, to restream that. So that's why oh, there was, yeah, okay. that's why there was lower viewers yesterday. Um, a third option that, that may, we may also do is rather than just do one video, wow. we, we stream all day, but we do it with different different streams. That's also an option. Um, well, so, no, the other, no, there's a then there's a fourth option. Oh, there's four option options. That, well, because Spencer, the option that I'm talking about is have each new show scheduled out, and then at the end of the show that you're in right now, it would say click here to go to our next. That, show. That's click that's basically here. what I that's that's what I was just saying. That's, well, then you said it wrong. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, ha have each show with its own stream and then you you just you you switch over but we we're, we're yes. still going live all day but not on not in one 8-hour video. You guys like that option? That is option yeah, 4. Cut, you, cut it into no, segments. No, no, no. Brandon, everything is brandy. Everything is cut in segments. If you go to YouTube, go to YouTube, don't click videos. After every show, 20 minutes later, every show is cut in segments. Right. We have 10 editors on the team. We can we have the best editors in the world. So option 4 is where you don't have this all day stream. You just, like Spencer said, it would, at the end of the show, like the 10 minutes ago, we, we put in the link to the next stream. We put yeah. it in like 10 different times. That's an option we haven't pur pur pursued. 
Um, it may be something that I, I see we have a thousand and ones here, but option four is maybe something we'd try out. I but we're gonna resist it for maybe a few more days. But option four could be a good idea. You and, know, we'll probably, we'll probably try it for a couple times, but we just can't do it yet. Yeah, and it would just make it would make our shows easier to find, I think. But yeah, it's something that we're you know we're we're experimenting. We're we're seeing what works, what doesn't work. What makes our shows kind of hard to find is I think we have too many clips from each show too right now. Potentially, potentially. All right, I just want to say before you, uh, number four, you get more. Yes, the guy just made a point that we get more likes, yes. more things because we have each show. That's true because yes. then you can re-like it twice. See, the problem is David Hernandez. Can only like us once and david hernandez loves spencer he loves spencer. Uh, that's Amazing. it okay i just want to thank our guests today uh jason and marcus Highcott, and remind everyone that pre-market don't, prep what's don't up we, don't we stream on twitch we, we are on five platforms right now we are on youtube we are on facebook we are on twitter we are on twitch and we're even on linkedin i know it's insane you're like who streams on linkedin we stream on linkedin so yeah facebook youtube twitter twitch LinkedIn. That's where we are streaming right now all day, every day. So go watch us on Twitch if you it, like. Kaylee Coons, if you go to... God, I don't know why people don't do this. Go to YouTube. I promise you, each video is up there 20 minutes after each show. You just have to go on the main page. Don't click on videos. Click on the main page. Each video is there. This is a PSA. Go to YouTube.com slash Benzinga. On that page is literally every show clipped. I promise you guys. You can see the whole history of every show. We worked really hard on this, okay? So, I don't know. I love that you guys are giving us feedback, though. Um, and stream on Reddit. Okay, we'll get we'll, and we'll get on OnlyFans, too. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Reddit, I, Reddit, I'm with you. I don't know about the second one, but we'll see. We, you know, we can talk about that. We can talk about that. All right. And then, and then Spencer wants to kick me off, but I just want to say we love you guys. Likes and subscribes. We have yep. Neil here. Neil's new at this stuff, so give Neil a chance. You know, he has a weird haircut, and it's just like his thing. But he does know his technicals. He's been learning. He's, um, you know, he's just he's just Neil. Neil's very Neil's very good. Neil's very good. No, 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 no. Neil's new at this stuff, so Neil's uh, learning. So Spencer is just trying to motivate Neil. Say so he's very good. Neil can't hear me right now because he uses headphones. I don't know why Neil's not popping in. But no, Neil's good. You guys should enjoy. Um, because of delay, I end up mute YouTube. What the guy said? I end up mute YouTube and have it up all over chat audio off Benzing Stream. I don't know what delay. We don't really have much delay. Uh, there's like, you know, by the end of the day, there's like a, you know, 30 second delay, you know, on our video, right? It may, you know, Why? Just because just of the, the way the streaming, the, the, the way the bitrate works, the way you stream it, there's like a, the delay gets longer a little bit throughout the day. Maybe right now the delays five or 10 seconds by the end of the day it'll be you know 30 oh my god seconds oh my god freaking hilarious all right two things pj williams is back with a five dollar super sticker haven't seen him it's been a time it's been some time he used to get like fifteen hundred dollars he doesn't like us as much but no we're just joking you like us but if neil grows his hair out he can go for the vlad look is that what he's going for no he's going for the he's going for the roaring k look i think no is he really actually though oh we can ask him when he gets back to his desk he's not at his desk right now where is neil I, I, if I knew, <laughs> where's gonna bring up his LT chair? Neil's missing. Look, guys, ne- ne- Neil is missing. <laughs> he doesn't know he's on right now. Come on, Neil is missing. that's mean. Neil that's is mean. missing. That's mean. Neil, Neil oh. you are missing. <laughs> Why are you missing? Neil, come on. Come on, Jason. All right. Hey, okay. Neil, why are you missing? I, I was checking the mail that that package that Mia Khalifa sent for you came in. She said it, she said it was, she said it was something that would fit in your pocket. I don't I don't know what she means. It's signed though, like you asked. It's personalized to Jason. 
Okay. All right. Neil, we, the, the chat has brought this up and I don't know if this is true. Are you trying to go for the Vlad look or the roaring kitty look with that hair? They're the same person. Trick question. It's a trick, trick question. Right. They've been right. the same person this whole time. That's right. They're never seen in the same room. That's exactly right. Hey, I love that you guys are spelling Neil right in the chat. Neil's N-E-A-L, and I just spit some off. Sometimes I'll do N-E-I-L. And you guys know, Neil is probably the one at Benzing with the quickest comebacks there is. I mean, like, you heard what he said. He has the Mia Khalifa gift for me. I, I don't have a comeback to that one. I don't know what it is, though, guys. I don't know. It's not like a Wait, And Neil, could you hear me? It fit in your pocket. It's signed. Neil, could you hear me talking about you like a few minutes ago? No. I was, oh, heat, I was heating up my coffee. I was talking about you for like five minutes. <laughs> you're, you're new and all this stuff. You're new here. And then Spencer like gets all sensitive. He's like, no, Neil's good. Neil's great. Neil is. Neil, I'm trying to hype Neil up. Neil is good. Thank I'm Neil. not saying he's not. but I Neil just, is good. I Neil, thought is, funny Neil knows if, what he's doing. I thought it'd be funny if Neil hurt, hurt it. That's all. Um, Neil, they want to know is the... I don't understand. Why would the box, the box be vibrating? That's a weird. Um, all right. Anyway, so, Neil, right. the stock market is open in about one minute. So let's get ready. And let's go, 30, baby. 29, 28. Don't do, your, don't do your opening yet, Neil. 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21. 20. Your clock is faster than mine. You're like 20, you're 20 seconds ahead of me. Your clock the, is faster than a lot of people. Are, are, are you in the future right now? You're 20 seconds ahead. I love Neil's response. 18, 17, 16. Oh, my goodness. Wait, can I just say one last time? If you're listening via podcast, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Pre-Market Prep today is sponsored by Rockwell Trading. There's a link up on the screen, rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga to learn more. Thank you to Marcus. Thank you to Jason. 